It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 9th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic's win over the Houston Rockets. A huge win. A win that was very, very impressive in a lot of ways and why this maybe, kind of, might, I don't know, might be a turning point. Why this win feels very, very big for this Magic team as they continue their playoff chase. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Houston Rockets perspective of Monday's game? Check out Locked On Rockets. Want to look ahead to Tuesday's game against the Memphis Grizzlies? Check out Locked On Grizzlies. Plus, we've got great national podcasts as well in Locked On NBA, the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show, Rejecting the Screen, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get you set for your fantasy basketball playoffs. I know those are coming up very, very soon. No matter which team you're interested, whether it's in the NFL, the NBA, MLB, or College 2, and the NHL as well, you can find a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. You will excuse me, and and I'm sure many fans felt the same way, if leads against elite teams especially don't feel particularly safe. This, frankly, this, this Magic team this year hasn't instilled a lot of faith in their consistency. The defense has been up and down. And, and 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 again, the maybe down is relative. Down is probably more average than down, but that's obviously not the formula for this team to, to win many games. And the offense has shown brief glimmers of hope, but it's generally been frustrating to say the least. And so with the Magic up by 14 points after a killer and, and just very strong first half against the Houston Rockets, there's always that little bit of concern that a James Harden could go off and completely change the game and, and make it something very, very different than what the previous 20 or so minutes were. With about a minute and a half to play, the Magic were up by 14 when James Harden got a pretty good look for James Harden. And if he makes that shot and makes it an 11-point game, it definitely feels very, very different. The whole tenor of the game changes. 
Because 11 feels a lot more doable than 14. To say the least, these final 100 seconds of the first half weren't going to determine the game, so to speak, but had a major bearing on what was going to happen over the second half and over the rest of the game. Struggle to close this this first half, and you've got yourself a ball game against a very potent offensive team in the Houston Rockets. On the other hand, finish that half strong, and all of a sudden, the game is not over, but is completely within your control. What the Magic did over those final 100 seconds of the first half was essentially to take the game by the neck and essentially put the Rockets down for, 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 for lack of a better way to phrase it. The Orlando Magic finished the final 104 seconds, so last minute 44, of the first half on an 11-0 run, making a 14-point lead a 25-point lead. Aaron Gordon hit a step-back three, drew a foul, and then a technical foul on top of it to, to, for a five-point play. On one sequence, DJ Augustine knocked the ball away from a, a, a player, dove to the ground to save it, and shuttled, shoveled the ball over to Michael Carter-Williams for a lay-in. Again, little hustle plays. A, a tough shot and a foul, a loose ball, a fast break. These are all the little plays that were commonplace during a 126-106 win where the Rockets never got closer than 21 points until the very end of the game. The Magic dominated the Houston Rockets. Completely took them apart. Took advantage of every single one of their weaknesses. Took exactly what they gave them and exploited it to mass effect. This wasn't the team that gave up a huge game to James Harden. You know, maybe again, James Harden had an off night and you know, maybe they're still susceptible to that. Well, we'll talk a little bit about what this game ultimately means uh, coming up in just a minute. But on this Sunday night, the Magic dominated. And and what I honestly thought, it was, if not their second best game of the year top, start to finish, their, their third best game of the year start to finish. I'd, I'd put the win over the Heat, and, and the, I'd, I'd say the win over the Lakers is probably the best win of the season. Uh, the, the blowout win over the Heat in early January probably also up there as well. And, 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 and of course, they had the win over the Sixers early, early, early in the season with Jonathan Isaac. Uh, um, Jonathan Isaac still in the lineup and, and making major contributions. But this just felt a little different. Yes, the Rockets are playing a very odd brand of basketball right now. They're playing without a traditional center, and the Magic just really took advantage of that. It wasn't so much that they put the ball in the post with Nikola Vucevic, which they did plenty of. It was how the Magic attacked the offensive glass. It was how they got second chance points, how they got those little hustle plays. They, they, they knew their attention had to be heightened for this game. And they played that way. They played essentially a, it was almost a box and one on James Harden. They, I think they did a good job defensively on James Harden. They scrambled for rebounds. They covered for each other. They switched a lot. So yes, you even saw Nikola Vucevic checking James Harden, but they stayed disciplined. After a first quarter spate of fouling, they really kept the Rockets off the foul line. And they really did a good job contesting every shot, 
scrambling for rebounds and making Houston's life difficult. When Houston made mistakes, when they turned the ball over, when they didn't get a rebound, the Magic made them pay over and over and over again. Orlando scores 52 points in the paint. The Rockets still have 58, but 52 points in the paint. Orlando gets 23 second chance points off of 13 offensive rebounds. They scored 31 points off 18 Rockets turnovers. Orlando had 15 turnovers. I mean, Orlando was really sloppy, especially in the fourth quarter when the game was essentially decided. But Orlando essentially just knocked the Rockets completely out. Yes, they made shots, and they made shots at a fairly abnormal rate. I know they they end up shooting 48.4%, but 13 of 29 from three, they get to the line, they get to the foul line 31 times, 25 for 31 from the free throw line. They get to the basket seemingly at will. Orlando just did whatever they wanted. Whenever Houston tried to mount a run, their defense would not, could not stop Orlando. Again, it was... It was just a complete game. I really have no other way to describe it. It was it was a really, really nice win. One where you could feel the energy and the effort the Magic were giving throughout. Everyone played their role in this game. We'll break that down coming up in the box score breakdown. Everyone played their role and played it well, essentially. And the Magic took home a humongous win. This is the kind of win a lot of us as fans have been waiting for. And of course, I think the big question now is, is this the new normal? Or was this just a good night on the court? Before we dive into that box score, when you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help you create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job post so you can be confident in your applicant's abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly. And to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team, post your job today at Indeed.com slash on and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offers valid through March 31st, 2020. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's run through that final box score for you real fast. Like I said, this was, in my opinion, one of the best games the Magic have played start to finish. Like I said, I think, you know, I, I, I guess I see the end of the season on the horizon, and I know the playoffs are still coming. I am beginning to formulate my my thoughts about how we're going to end the season here and, and coverage for the end of the season. And, of course, one of my favorite posts to do at the end of every season is the top 10 games of the se- of the year. Um, certainly, I think the Lakers, the win over the Lakers is the clubhouse winner, or the clubhouse leader at this point. Um, uh, that, that that game was just, just a, a fun watch to begin with, but also just a really, really big game for Orlando on so many levels. And I think... I think we'll circle back to why that game and this game and 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 some other and and the games coming up in this stretch are, are going to be really interesting. I think these I think these will be games we remember and and hold on to as as we get into the summer. And 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 I it, it probably doesn't need to go mentioned, but it's probably it's because Evan Fournier is not playing in these games. Um, I, although I, you know, I'm not I, I'm not saying that the Magic are winning because Evan Fournier is not playing, but certainly a look at a potential Magic future here. But pushing that to the side. Getting sidetracked there. Pushing that to the side. This game was just as exciting to watch um, because everyone did their jobs. And that that hasn't always been the case this year. And defensively especially, it's been a bit of a struggle of late. But in this game, every piece seemed to work together. There was a great game plan. And Coach Steve Clifford and his coaching staff deserve a, a great deal of credit because the Rockets present such a unique challenge. With no traditional center, they play five out, and the Magic do not do well against five out offenses. Um, uh, Nikola Vucevic, let's we'll, we'll dive into him here. Nikola Vucevic finishes the game: sixteen points, five for twelve shooting, six for eight from the foul line, sixteen rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Um, I don't think the box score quite defines what he did in this game. Um, and you know, and I'm starting with him because I'm talking about the five out five out offense. But it's not he wasn't the main reason why the Magic won, but he was a big reason nonetheless. Um, Vucevic had to close out and, and obviously stay on his feet and be able to defend and and recover as 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 people attack closeouts. But I thought he did a really good job, uh, probably as good of a job as he's ever done on closeouts and and kind of staying in front of his man on the perimeter. Um, Vucevic obviously doesn't have a ton of mobility, but he was really dialed in from the start on, on, this, on this specific aspect. You can go back and watch how he closes out, how he stays with his man. How Honestly, he got on James Harden a few times, and Harden, you know, maybe Harden was toying with him a little bit, but Vucevic baited him into taking threes, and Vucevic was able to use his length and, and, and stay disciplined not to jump at fakes or bite at fakes, but to hold his ground and keep Harden on the perimeter rather than allowing him into the paint. And even when Harden drove on him one time, the help defense was right there to stop to help to stop him. And Vucevic, honestly, I thought recovered 
uh, at least contested the shot. I don't remember if he made the if Harden made the shot in that instance. Um, Vucevic, I thought defensively was very good. Did a good job helping out, you know, staying on the glass. Um, obviously, rebounding was a, an area the Magic had to win with the Rockets so undersized. Uh, and even then, even then on offense, like I know he shot five for twelve, and I think that part is disappointing. I, I won't lie. There, there are bunnies that Vucevic missed that he's got to make. Um, but I thought overall he did a good job staying patient in the post. I thought the Magic did a good job running their offense to get him post looks without forcing him into post looks. And while he only finishes with three assists, I do agree with Steve Clifford's assessment that getting the ball to Vucevic in the post and having him kick out, I'm, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm sure he had plenty of secondary assists. I'm sure that his kickouts were the impetus for a lot of the Magic's secondary offense or secondary break offense. Um, Vucevic uh, had a very nice game. For, for a game where he didn't shoot the ball very efficiently, I thought played a very strong game indeed. Um, you know, certainly there, there, there are things to quibble about, but um, the, the whole defense, the whole thing doesn't work if Vucevic isn't on point defensively because the Rockets challenge you as a center to close out, and I thought he did a very good job of that. But really, the tone of this game was set by, I think, three players most of all. The first is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon seemed to have a different level of focus in this game. And 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 Gordon is certainly accused of increasing his focus and increasing his, his attention to detail in meaningful games. When he's playing against bigger opponents, he does try sometimes, especially offensively, to do a little too much. Um, but certainly his defensive attention uh, is peaked when he is playing an opponent like this. And the Magic essentially said... You're guarding James Harden to start with. You got to turn on Harden. Uh, or you're guarding Russell Westbrook. And I think mostly he guarded Westbrook uh, by the end of it. I think the Magic kind of decided to, to to try a different type of defense with, with Harden and, 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 and use a lot of switching to kind of mix up the coverages on Harden a little bit uh, and, and keep him on the perimeter. It's very similar to the game plan, honestly. They had the first time when Harden dropped 50, some, 52 points and made 10 threes. Um, but the Magic were a little bit better about contesting shots this time than they were in that game. Although, I don't, again, I don't think the Magic's defense was particularly bad that game back in December. Gordon, though, really seemed to take this responsibility personally. Um, he did a really—I mean, yes, Westbrook and, and, and Harden still got their numbers. I mean, the final, the final lines for them. Harden, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 turnovers— Six for nineteen shooting, three for ten from beyond the arc, eight for ten from the foul line. So that's a pretty good game. That's a pretty good job against James Harden, I have to say. Russell Westbrook, twenty-four points, nine for nineteen shooting, eight rebounds, four assists, eight turnovers for Russell Westbrook. So the Magic just defensively did such a good job crowding lanes, tip you're getting a lot of deflections. They had a ton of deflections in this game. And really just challenging shots at the rim and, and, and collecting rebounds. And and that's the other area where Gordon was really good in this game. Gordon finished with 10 rebounds, 5 offensive, 5 defensive. He was attacking the glass at every turn. Finishes with 19 points, 7 for 17 shooting, so a little inefficient. Um, but really, I mean, it didn't feel like he was 7 for 17. It didn't feel like an inefficient game. I felt like he did a lot of really good things um, and really set the tone for the game, the, the attention to detail and kind of the energy the Magic needed. That was carried over, especially to the bench. Um, the Magic starters kind of kept the, the level, kept the team kind of on track, and it was the bench that really put them over the top and and and, and gave them a double-digit lead and, and gave them a lead that they can expand upon. DJ Augustine, a really fantastic game, 24 points, 7 for 10 shooting, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc. 
Um, just did a really good job scoring and squeezing his way into scoring areas. You know, he's got those weird floaters and is able to draw contact and did a really good job with that. Um, but he hit open shots. He made the shots that he took. Uh, and, and obviously, he's gotten kind of back into rhythm after that 15-game game absence. I know a lot of people are kind of out on him for a little bit, but back-to-back, really strong games. And, and when Augustine is working, when Augustine's playing like this, that, that second unit is a much more dynamic group. I mean... So I mean, the Magic had six players in double figures, three of them off the bench. Um, Michael Carter Williams, the other one who also had a big energy impact in this game, sixteen points, five for ten shooting, three assists for him. Um, he was just he was all over the place. I'm surprised that he only had one steal because because it felt like he was all over the place with deflections. Did a really good job defending Russell Westbrook when he was in the game. Steve Clifford singled him out after the game for being really good at avoiding screens and staying into play. Uh, which is not an easy skill to have in, in this league, especially. Um, he he was really active defensively, and, and, and I don't think the Magic pull away and, and are as dominant as they are without the effort that Michael Carter-Williams gave and, and kind of the energy that he gave this team. The other notable scores, uh, Markel Fultz, 18 points, 8 for 12 shooting, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc at 2 threes in the, in the third quarter to keep the, keep the lead above 20. Five assists for him, three turnovers. So, little, again, Magic were a little sloppy, especially at the end. Aaron Gordon had four turnovers. Um, so again, it, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but Orlando just, again, their game plan was so good. They limited transition opportunities. The the, the Rockets only have, you know, have 12 fast break points. The Magic outscore the Rockets in fast break points 15 to 12. That That is a good formula for a win for them uh, and a good formula for stopping the Rockets. Um, you, you can't let them kind of catch you uh, without your defense set. And when the Magic's defense was set, they played, they played really, really well. Um, you know, Orlando just, you know, Terrence Ross at 16 points. He continues his tear. You know, all the offensive pieces came together. And again, what was really different about this game was the defensive piece was was there again, finally. I mean, the numbers aren't going to show it. The, the the Rockets, actually, the numbers do show it. The Rockets only score 101.9 points per 100 possessions in this game. That, I mean, again, that is a really good defensive rating in this league. That is really good defense. It's the best defensive game the Magic have played in quite some time. Um, you know, I, I was looking at the stats. I've been kind of researching some things. This is the 11th straight game the Magic have given up 105 or more points. That's, you know, the raw number is certainly a little skewed. Um, but the Magic are playing at a faster pace now, so they're going to give up more points, just raw, raw numbers. Um, but this was just a very solid defensive game, um, you know, again. And it was much more solid, just like the Minnesota game was, um, until the end of the game when the Magic kind of let go of the rope a little bit and just kind of skated into the end. Um, you know, that Minnesota game, they played exceptionally well too. Uh, and this was certainly a carryover of that. Orlando kind of let go of the gas a little bit there in the fourth quarter. That's why Orlando shoots only 48.4% from the floor. They're 13 of 29 from the three-point line, 25 for 31 from the foul line. So a really strong game. 21 assists on 44 field goal makes that. That number is actually pretty low, but Orlando is able to get the win nonetheless. The Rockets, on the other hand, shoot 44.3% from the floor, 9 for 32 from beyond the arc, just 19 of 25 from the foul line. So the Magic go to the foul line more than the Rockets do. They force 18 turnovers again, turn that into 32 points. The Magic do a fantastic job, fantastic job, just extending their lead, maintaining it, and skating to the end. And and that's that's essentially all you want to do, just a a really fantastic, dominant performance on the road against, uh, yes, a Rockets team that is struggling. This is their fourth straight loss, but a, a very potent Rockets team, nonetheless, a team that's above 500. The Magic don't have a lot of wins over teams over 500. The Orlando Magic defeat the Houston Rockets 126 to 106, and it's time to kind of find some meaning in this game now that it's over. 
Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like I said earlier, the team that played the Houston Rockets back in December and gave up a 50 spot to, to James Harden and, and, and struggled in that game. You know, they, they scored. It was like 132 to 107, kind of a similar score to what we saw in, in this game, except going the other way. That that team is a very different team than this Magic, than this year's Magic team, or this, this, this version of the Magic that we're seeing right now. Back then, and, and it's still probably the case, that there's just this, this overarching feeling of star power can win the day. That, that the magic, their margin for error is so small that wins are sort of at the whim of whether they can slow down a star player and kind of put all the pieces together long enough. For, you know, for sure, this season has been about figuring out that margin for error, figuring out that kind of sweet spot for this team. And 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 certainly they haven't lived up to maybe the reputation or or at least the idea of what we thought of as this magic team what we thought this magic team could do i would note that during last year's playoff run during last year's run to the postseason it felt like the magic couldn't lose it felt like the magic could beat anybody and in fact they did beat anybody. They beat the Raptors on the road. They beat the Bucks on the road without without. They beat the Bucks without Giannis Antetokounmpo, but they beat the Bucks last year. They beat the Warriors, you know, without Durant, but they beat the Warriors. They beat the Celtics. You know, they they beat some really good teams during that playoff run specifically. And again, it just felt like they could beat anybody. And unfortunately, this year, that just hasn't really been the case. You know, as, 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 as we know on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, there have been fewer comeback victories in the fourth quarter. Last year, the Magic had, if not the most, one of the most comeback vic- fourth quarter comeback victories in the league. They were very, very good and very, very dangerous late in games. This year, you know, essentially, if they're leading it at the end of the third quarter, they're winning the game. If they're trailing, they're, they're probably not winning. And certainly this year, looking at teams that the Magic have beaten that have records better than 500, you can count them pretty much on one hand. Twice against Philadelphia, the Lakers, the Heat, the Grizzlies, who are still at 500, and now the Houston Rockets. This is a team that has been searching for the right formula to beat quality opponents. 
if you want to sit there and, and criticize that, that that is a fair criticism of this team. Yes, they have feasted and been ridiculously good against teams with losing records. Yes, there are some notable losses in there, twice to Atlanta, once to New York. There are, you know, Phoenix even, although Phoenix isn't that bad of a team. There are some bad losses, the, the Warriors, there are some bad losses on the Magic's record. But overall, they have played very, very well against teams that they should beat. It's getting the wins against the quality opponents, the wins that you're going to have to find a way to get once the playoffs come around that's been much more difficult to find. I keep going back to the press conference that Steve Clifford had after last week's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves when, when the Magic were at home. And he criticized his team after a fairly comfortable, I think it, was a te- I think it ended up being a 10-point win. Fairly comfortable win. He said, you know, if, if we want to beat good teams, if we want to win, you know, against quality opponents, win playoff games, we're going to have to play a lot better than that. And certainly, after that, they lost to San Antonio in a really frustrating game. They lost to Portland in a game where they didn't really show up. And then they lost to Miami in another frustrating game. But things do appear to be turning just a little bit. And and I really think the game against the Rockets is proof of what this team can still be. We've been waiting for this team to get back to playing high-level defense for, very, for a while now. They did so against the Timberwolves. Honestly, I, I really think that they played solid defense against the Timberwolves. I don't have the numbers in front of me about how well, about how well they played, but... You take out some of the garbage time in the fourth quarter and, and the Magic were on track to to play have a really strong defensive game. One of the strongest defensive games in a while. Then they come out against Houston and give up 106 points, 101.9 points per 100 possessions. They played a strong defensive game. They implemented a strong defensive game plan. They played at an extremely high level defensively and they blew out a potent and powerful Houston Rockets team. Yes, on the back-to-back. Yes, all the caveats you know, still playing an odd style. But you can't take away what the Magic did that night. And even dating back to the second half against Miami, played some solid defense. It's just all to say, maybe now we're starting to see the pieces of this puzzle come together, just like it did last year. Again, around this time of the year. Maybe that urgency is coming to fruition with Evan Fournier out of the lineup, understanding that everyone's going to have to step up their roles. Maybe the team is beginning to understand what it has to do to succeed offensively because the Magic have have one of the best offenses in the league since the All-Star break. And maybe the Magic are beginning to, to figure out exactly how they need to play defensively. Sunday's game was proof that it is all possible, that they can beat a quality opponent, that they can look like the team we all imagined they could be with all the possibility and potential that we all imagined. And yes, it feels like the Magic are still chasing what we thought this team could be. The discussions that I see uh, on the web and, and among, among, among my readers and listeners is really about the frustration that this team didn't take a step. And no, a short run through the final 20 or so games isn't going to change anything. Magic will still probably be the 7th seed, 7 or 8th seed. The Magic will still probably lose in the first round. 
get a game or two if they're lucky or if they if they're skilled enough. They're figuring it out and figuring it out late if they figure it out at all. But Sunday was a reminder that that team is is still in there. That that, that potential is still in there and while it may not answer any of the big picture questions we have about this team, and I'm always mindful of that, it can answer the short-term questions to make the most of this squad, of this team, of the time left in the year to get the most out of it and get the most out of this playoff chase, this playoff preparation, and yes, the playoffs itself. The Magic proved Sunday night they are capable of playing at that high level. They are capable of beating a quality opponent. As any team in the league is. What we saw was the Magic really at their best. Like I said, this was probably their uh, one of the top five games they've played all year, if not top three. Probably top three. It was a very, very good basketball game for the Orlando Magic. But the question is always consistency. The question is never about what you can you do on one night. I am hesitant to answer questions and say anything definitive about what the Magic looked like without Evan Fournier is because one night is a small sample. Anything can happen on one night. It's what you do over and over and over again. So if you ask me, do the Magic play at a faster pace with Evan Fournier out of the game, out, out of the lineup, I undoubtedly I, I can undoubtedly say yes through with the three three games that they played without Fournier. And you can take that conclusion for what you will at this point. But the Magic know they are in the thick of the playoff race. They know this is the time when they need to sharpen their focus. And whatever it is that sharpened their focus coming out of the Portland game probably and, and, and sort of the embarrassment and frustration of that game. The Magic are showing they can be that team again. Now we'll just see if they can be that team on a nightly basis. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. That's going to do it for us, but you can go now and tell your smart device or wherever you download podcasts to play the most recent episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. On the last episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show, they do coach rankings. See where John Hollinger, former executive for the Memphis Grizzlies, and Nate Duncan, of course, the host of the Dunked On podcast, rank Steve Clifford. You can download that podcast wherever you download podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and other fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.